Stella. Sunny Stella. Running amidst the trees. Who's there? I said as I stood in my head. And nobody answered me. This is Bruce. Welcome to the Fringeworthy Podcast. Tonight, none of our other hosts are with us, but we do have Richard Taholka of TriTac Games, who is going to tell us about the new products he's just released. Richard? Well, we've got a couple of things that just came out in the last two weeks. We have Weird Zone and Bureau 13 Extreme. Well, tell us about Weird Zone. Weird Zone was a project that was started probably 25 years ago and was run at conventions, and then we decided we were going to publish it and published about 10 of them. And then kind of just disappeared into history. I'm going to introduce the other two people here before I continue. Okay. I'm going to give you to Terry Williams. Hi, I'm Terry. Hi, Terry. Here I am. Terry, what do you do for TriTech System? I've been doing graphic arts and some of the CG work. Mostly with Daz Studio. Parts I find here and there, Daz is actually poser compatible. Things are coming along very interestingly. Is there any place on the net we could look at your art? Facebook. I don't think I made that public, though. Hello. Hi. I'm Melody. Hi, Melody. It's good to have you on here. I am Tritex Webwonk and graphic artist. I draw many things. Some of them are actually passable. Thank you, Melody. The project was in storage in a barn in boxes for many, many years. We had an unusual attack by a band of woodchucks who burrowed through the floor up into the pallets and began to pull the paperwork out and underground to build nests out of, which was pretty amazing considering the amount of damage they did. As we were pulling the boxes back to a TriTac, we finally opened a few of the survivors and we found all of the art and the notes for Weird Zone. I said, maybe it's about time we finish this. And so taking another eight or nine years, we released it last week. So what's Weird Zone about, Richard? Best way to describe Weird Zone would be you're on a trek across multiple dimensions and multiple realities, and you've taken your house with you. Small plot of land, one night it goes. You're traveling. You're traveling in something called Weird Space. And about every three days, you land somewhere. You've got about three days to have the adventures you're going to have before the entire plot and you head for the next destination. I don't think anybody's done anything quite like it. It's very, very compatible with Fringeworthy. It's fun. The playtesters and the people who have played the original games and recently have all really just enjoyed it. It's, it's not a major RPG kind of game. It's more of a beer and peanuts kind of game. The house and the land on which it stands actually traverses dimensions and alternates. Correct. So if I was running a Fringeworthy game, I could have some guys doing a normal mission when their house shows up. Definitely. And whatever's on the plot of land, which we call a zero plot, 
Now that episode of The Twilight Zone with the little boy Timmy, it's like your whole house gets picked up and moved like that. Except there's no Timmy, but there's odd things happening and you're passing other houses in nowhere. And things are jumping off onto your house. So these houses that are traveling through weird space, things can travel between them while you're in transit? Things are also traveling with you. It's much rarer that you'll see a house passing you by or another plot of land, but it does happen. The average plot is about an acre or less that has a house or buildings or a piece of road or just about anything on it. doesn't matter. Word Zone is kind of a game of survival. You're trying to put everything together to make yourself comfortable because you don't know where you're going or what's waiting for you. The next morning you land, you may find velociraptors in your garden. Week after that, who knows? Once you found a place that seems to be fairly safe, why wouldn't you just abandon your house and give up this wanderlust life? Ah, because it takes you with it. Anything over about 18 pounds that is on the zero plot once it's been traveling is stuck to the zero plot. If the house moves again and you're off the zero plot, it pulls you back as it moves. Ah. We got that one down pat. All right. So you can't really leave. You can travel from zero plot to zero plot if you have the time and the velocities are right. If you do transfer, you can't stay, which is good because you can upgrade your homes that way. Or you can go on short raiding missions over to anything that's passing you by. Sort of islands in the sky. Good term for it. I'm Mark. I'm Carol. I'm Mags. Join us May 18th as we celebrate our two-year anniversary. Bye. Five-year anniversary. Yes, it's been three years. Five. Five years since All Games Considered began. Watch agcpodcast.info for more information for our fifth... Second! Fifth anniversary show. Live via Ustream at 8 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, May 18th, 2010. You're listening to the Fringeworthy Podcast. Bureau 13 Extreme is a compendium of scenarios, more than 20 scenarios for Bureau 13, along with a lot of new information never published before. It's a lot of smaller projects we wanted to do about Bureau 13, sometimes three to five to ten page discussions of the Bureau and its operations and what they do, how they handle things, the Bureau 13 X teams, how they operate, problems they have. But the scenarios are the main thing. I think it's about 220 pages of scenarios. You also have another product that's currently in development, and that's Elfwinds. Elfwinds is something we've been talking about for a couple of years, and this time you're not going to have to wait 25 years for it. We're already about 25 pages in. The art and the graphics are absolutely magnificent. It's a story about other dimensions coming together in the near future. CERN breaks the universe. It's not a major break, but it creates a crack. The crack extends across five different worlds. Those worlds, in many ways, come together. The problem is that Earth was a null magical zone, and the other worlds were definitely magic. So the magic is spilling from both sides into Earth, along with the people, the things, and other oddities. The night of the flash, the running of the universes, 90% of humanity vanishes. 
most of the people that are survivors eventually have to come to terms with less resources, basic survival, that kind of thing. There is no more electricity. Electricity has become magic. The big hydroelectric dams are still producing electricity in areas where technology works. So you've got magic versus technology in many ways in many places. I'm very pleased with the way it's going together. The five universes all add to it. Next door to Earth is the Elven universe, and they've known about humanity for centuries. What the Elves have been harvesting from Earth is technology, the best of the best, fine wines, that kind of thing. And that included people. That was a fine wine. On the other side of Earth was the Cherie world. It's more of a medieval world with your dwarves, your intelligent magic-using raccoons, things like that. If you go a little farther on the Cherie side, you get the next world down is the dragon world. The elves know about these worlds and have known about these worlds. Unfortunately, the elves really don't want what's going on with the rending coming together. They're dead against what's happened. Unfortunately, they're stuck for a while. There's no way they can stop what's happening. What's on the other side of them is horrendous. It's a universe of pure magic. Things that have fallen there, they call the Mad Gods. So the elves are in real trouble in their world. They're thinking very hard about moving over to our world. That's going to be a problem in itself. They may want to terraform Earth. Humanity, to them, is just second-class citizens. What do the players do? It's, uh, in many ways, a traditional fantasy game with touches of technology that still work. Some underlying currents of what's going on with the politics from the elf worlds and the other worlds that are coming together. How would this fit into the fringe-worthy game? It's five different worlds. I think we crossed several of those worlds in one of the fringe-worthy portals books. So by traveling the fringe path, explorers could go to each of these different worlds you just described. They sure could. And act as a liaison for the people back on what would be the considered the Earth that's being besieged by these people from other dimensions. Correct. The Cherie side and the dragons are relatively friendly to humanity. The elves are the real problem. Well, the elves are always a problem. Nobody knows what mad gods are. The dragons, in many ways, do like the elves. They like the way they taste. We're really hoping that this project may be done sometime later this year. I don't think we'll make it by Gen Con, possibly fall or winter. We seem to be moving amazingly fast on it. The ideas and everything are just all coming together very well. Are you going to be making any previews available anywhere on your website? It looks like we're going to be adding a page to the website, and we're going to be doing some of the art from what's going on and maybe a little bit of descriptions and things for the book. We actually put a preview on there with a couple of sticky notes attached to it a while ago, which was very cute. People going, what, what is this? The response was pretty good. People have seen the first cover. The first cover was interesting, but the new cover is going to just knock their socks off. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, that'll be at the tritechgames.com. We just redid the website again. We added information on Weird Zone and on Bureau 13 Extreme. Well, thank you very much for this information, Richard. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them.
under the Creative Commons 3.0 United States license. No commercial distribution or derivative works are allowed. You must fully attribute.